0: hey guys welcome to another episode of shades of us the review i am Ramat. now let me put this out there if you're a hip-hop head you're definitely definitely going to love the movie i'm reviewing today it has a major hip-hop history some of the biggest rap influences hip-hop controversy and global stardom talk about a perfect mix for every hip-hop head and you know that that film has to be awesome so i'm talking about f gary gray's straight Outta compton I heard you been spending a lot of time at your auntie house. How's the couch life? Yeah, my woman and my baby living there is hard, man. But you know, everybody can't do what you do. Really what I do getting played out, Jay. Right? Where the money at? But why you got to be so ruthless, cuz? I make a few changes. Where do you think you going?
1: I'm just trying to get home. That's
0: my sign. You need to get back in the house or I will ruin your nuts. I got to talk to my moms like that. You she had the chance to change the situation. Would you take it? Just hit that first beat hard. all right? you cruising down the street? All right. Cruising down the street in my six four. Hey, that was dope, eh? You're listening to Compton's very own Ice Cube, Easy E, and Dr. Dre. I gotta tell you, you are witnessing history. People are scared of you guys. You have a unique voice. The world needs to hear it. They want N.W.A? Let's give them N.W.A. Straight out of conflict, crazy mother- ice cube. This is only the tip of the iceberg, gentlemen. What's going on? What do you have in that bag? Okay, so let's start with some of the facts about the film. Straight Outta Compton is a 2015 American biographical film directed by F. Gary Gray depicting the career of gangster rap group N.W.A. Niggas with Attitude! titled after NWA's 1988 debut studio album, it focuses on members Eazy-E, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and the rise and fall of the group. Members of NWA were involved in the making of the film including Ice Cube and Dr. Dre as producers as was Easy es widow Tomika Woods right? uh, while MC Ren and DJ Yeller served as creative consultants on the film. Ice Cube is portrayed by his son O'Shea Jackson Jr. with uh, Corey Hawkins as Dr. Dre and I must he did a fantastic job i'll get to that and jason mitchell as easy e jason mitchell y'all oh my god the mannerisms of easy e that he got on that film was just fantastic but i will get to that uh paul giamatti also starred as nwa's manager jerry heller the film was released in august 14 2015 and Straight Out of Compton was a commercial and critical success, making over $200 million against its $50 million budget and was nominated for the Academy Awards for Best Original Screenplay. Yes, it was the year when the, the Oscars were crazy and, you know, There was the Oscar so white controversy happening and none of the actors were nominated. It was just the story that was nominated for best screenplay. But you know, it was nominated. It's good. But even if it wasn't nominated, it's one of the good films out there. So whatever. Anyway, it inspired Dr. Dre's third studio album, Compton, which debuted at number 2 on the US Billboard 200 album chart a week prior to the film's release. The film soundtrack album, featuring music by NWA, debuted at number 1 on the rap albums chart and reached number 1 on the top R&B and Hip-Hop's album chart. Jerry Heller filed a lawsuit against those involved with the film, protesting the way he was depicted and claiming that parts of the story had been taken from his autobiography without permission. Like, dude, do you remember these other people actually lived that story? Dude, was just crazy. Anyway, let's look at some technical parts of the film. Like I have said, um, F. Gary Gray directed the film Ice Cube, Tomika Woods right, Matt Alvarez, F. Gary Gray, um, Scott, ba- uh, Scott Bernstein, and Dr. Dre produced the film. It was written by Jonathan, the screenplay rather was done by Jonathan Herman and Andrea Belloff And then the story was by S. Leigh Savage, uh, Alan Wenkers, and Andrea Beloff. It starred O'Shea Jackson Jr., Corey Hawkins, Jason Mitchell, Paul Giamatti, and more the music was by joseph trapanese and the cinematography was by matthew (laughs) libertick it was edited by bill fox and michael tronic and the production companies were legendary pictures new line cinema cube vision ice cube is really into movies he's not playing with his company uh crucial films broken chair flicks and the likes was distributed by universal pictures and um the running time is 147 minutes. A quick tip here. It was actually three and a half hours long when the film was done. But they had to cut and cut and cut. And even after all the cutting, it was about two and a half hours. So, eh... was long it was such a long film but it was good you know and um of course the budget was 50 million generally 50 million dollars and he raised over 201.6 million dollars in the box office talk about crazy so let's look at the cast members o'shea jackson jr was ice cube of course he is ice cubes son and they played him and he did well a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be nepotism so ice cube made sure he groomed him like crazy so that that nobody would think that he wasn't worthy enough to act that role jason mitchell was easy eat. oh my god oh my goodness can you talk about great acting i was so super impressed what <laughs> curry hawkins was um andre that's dr dre um aldis hodge was mc wren um neil brown was dj yella paul giamatti was jerry heller and uh, alexandra ship was ice cubes wife as kimberly woodruff kara patterson was easy E's wife as Tomika woods right and one of the producers of the film and then um keith stanfield as snoop dogg and then one of the other people who really impressed me God, with how detailed they were when they got him, was our Marcus Taylor. And <laughs> he was Shogunite. Knight. Oh my God, the uncanny resemblance to Shogunite Knight was crazy. Really, really crazy. Like, you can't even begin to talk about it. Of course, there was Warren G. That was played by Sheldon Smith. But, man, it was good. So let's look at some things that happened pre-release of um, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, on July 16, 2014, a casting call for extras for the Straight of Compton film was released and it was crazy because there was this A to D ranking scale for women where A girls were said to be classy women of all colors and the B through D categories were very explicitly linked with skin tone. And uh, as women got less attractive, the casting call wanted the women's tone to be darker. And so a lot of people, women, came out and said it was coloring, it was hating. And the lowest listing of it was for African-American girls, poor, not in good sh- shape, medium to dark skin tone. And, you know, people were crazy because it went viral. That casting call was, everybody was like, what the hell, this, this and that, you know. I find it, the research, I, I kind of felt some type of way, but then I, I looked back to the time period. That they were trying to depict, you know. And it was a time where a lot of black men glorified light-skinned. I mean, what are we talking? Even up till today, black men glorify light-skinned women to dark-skinned women. So, that's what you see. So, in a way, maybe they were trying to stay true to the game. Because if they had tried to bring the dark-skinned women, all of that, it wouldn't have worked in the sense. Because that was not what... artists were doing. They were always promoting the light-skinned women. Very few people cared about dark-skinned women and the like. So I didn't know whether to be angry because of the obvious colorism. Because it was there. But... I had to really think, to be true to the character of that time, did it work? But then um, the where I would say I was angry was the fact that there was the A to D listing. It didn't make no sense. And ranking women with A being classy women and then D being African-American women who looked poor, it was just wrong, completely wrong. The listing was wrong. The casting, I don't think, was wrong. So that particular listing is where I have a problem with um, all of it. Anyway, they apologized. Um, Alex, um, Sandy Alessi, who did the cast and apologized and said it was an innocent mistake and that he was not looking at anything concerning racism or sexism or colorism. So, psh, moving on. On August 12, 2014, TMZ reported that just seven days into the filming in Compton, a drive-by shooting took place directly in front of the cast and crew members while they were on set. Now, a group of men were standing outside the Compton courthouse. They flashed gang signs and the next thing you know, these guys in the car who saw them flashing the gangs and took out their guns and there was a drive-by. It was crazy. No one affiliated to the film was hurt, of course, but one civilian near the set was shot and then everything just continued on with the shooting and all of that but it was expected you can't go to Compton and have where there's the blood and creeps and all sorts of gang related violence and then you think you can just flash gang signs and just it was crazy and then on January 29, 2015, Shug Knight was involved in a hit and run incident that left one man dead and another hospitalized. So witnesses claim that Shogknight followed the men after an argument on the straight out of Compton film set to a burger stand parking lot in um Compton and that the collisions took place were intentional of course video showed all of that right now he's in jail he's serving his stuff but then someone who was um a friend to ice cube whose name was uh, terry carter co-founder of heavyweight records and a friend of shock Knight rather not sh- a friend of ice cube was killed and you know there's also another one clay sloan who suffered a mangled foot and um head injuries crazy but then, you know, it was all the drama that was... It was important to tell that story and there was so much gang violence related to that story. So it was not unexpected that that happened. Moving on, let's look at some of the critical response from the film. Um, Straight Out of Compton received positive reviews uh-huh, for a gang-related film. But, you know, I it's again, it's kind of expected. When you have a film that talks about black people being gang members, gang bangers, doing all those kind of crazy stuff, peddling drugs, abusing women... It would sell because people already have that perception that black people should be like that. So um, it received positive reviews. On Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it an 87%. Craziest people. Anyway, um, they had an average rating of 7.3 out of 10. And then the site's consensus was that Straight Out of Compton is a biopic that was built to last. And that F. Gary Gray's confident direction and engaging performance from a solid cast was something worth emulating. I'm like, <laughs> y'all crazy just because they showed black people being bad doesn't mean that it was but it was good i'm not i'm not denying that the film was good i'm just saying that there is this perception that once you put out certain kind of films slave films black people doing crazy things people are more all of these sites are more accepting of the films than you would expect but moving on, on Metacritic, it received 72 out of 100 and then on Cinemascore, they usually give, Cinemascore is usually the best, they gave it an A on an A plus to F scale. Now here's certain trivia, there were so many trivia about the film, it was hard picking which one I was going to use. But then I decided to go with this. Uh, the actors re-recorded NWA's um, entire Straight out of Counting record with producer Harvey Mason uh helping them to get into character so they, they they did and they were able to work with it, that's commitment I want to see that in Nigerian movie making but yes, that was super commitment the original cut of the film was like I said earlier on, 3 hours 30 minutes long and the scenes that were cut out included where Dr. Dre was beating, you know, uh, journalist Dean Burns, the incident where Dr. Dre was shot 4 times in the leg and a graphic flashback of his youngest brother's death, so but the film they didn't address something that was important and that was the fact that dr dre used to be a, he used to beat up women you know he his wives his girlfriends and he used to be and he became a huge controversial thing people were like why is this why isn't this in the film and i think dr dre wanted to portray an image of himself and i think all of them too wanted to portray an image of themselves that was a cleaner version of the craziness that was in the 90s and that was what they were at that point but you know I'm going to let it slide because, you know, it's been hammered on, it's been fought, but I still believe that he he could have shown that Dr. Dre was an abusive person. He wouldn't have taken anything. He has changed. He has become a better person in the 25 years after that. But that doesn't mean that that didn't happen and nobody would have hated him or it wouldn't have affected his brand in any way if he had at least shown that part that being said another trivia is that the letter that the fbi sent to nwa can be seen at the rock and roll hall of fame in cleveland in ohio that is crazy <laughs> easy his son uh, lil easy e had auditioned for the role of his father but according to ice cube it just didn't work out so while Izzy E was upset at first he later became involved in the film and he coached the actor jason mitchell who portrayed his father in the film and jason portrayed his father to the T. he was fantastic on it i was i was pleasantly surprised and he, he really did well moving on <sighs> when ice cube is complaining about brian uh complaining to brian about not having received his money he claims that he has a baby on the way cube was in fact talking about oshay jackson jr who was his first born in 1991 meaning that oshay jackson who acted as ice cube in that scene was literally talking about himself doing that scene (laughs) that's a good one i loved it and then um o'shea jackson jr prepared for two years to portray the role of his father because ice cube didn't want anybody to say it was nepotism and whatever so he made sure guy got his mannerisms to the T and he did fantastically well i must say now dr dre broke down for real the real dr dre broke down when the dr dre was acting about his brother being killed And that was one of the most painful um aspects for him that dr dre had to leave the set after the second take because he just remembered the death of his brother and it was so painful to him now despite the success of the movie the film has not been screened in compton that is because the city does not have a cinema imagine (laughs) it is really crazy so let's look at the storyline here. in 1987 five young men using brutally honest rhymes and hardcore beats put their frustration and anger about life in the most dangerous place in america into the most powerful weapon that they had their music taking us back to where it all began straight out of compton tells the true story of how these cultural rebels Um, Armed only with their lyrics, swagger, bravado and raw talent stood up to the authorities that meant to keep them down and formed the world's most dangerous group, NWA. And as they spoke the truth that no one wanted to listen to and you know in a way that had never been done before you know exposed life in the hood their voice ignited a social revolution that is still reverberating today you know that is the power of hip-hop that's how when hip-hop was all about social messages not you know okay I'm not gonna diss any genre now but you know so look at my favorite things about the film I will have to say first the cast fantastic they did well the casting was good oh my god you know i'm gonna call them i'm not even mentioning their names I like dr dre y'all oh, he was good at uh, shock knight was i mean he looks like the real shock knight and then he acted fantastic like the real shock knight easy e oh my god you know ice cube it was it was fantastic cast and the costume definitely i have a, my a friend of mine white and he's literally like dr dre he dresses like dr Dre, and you know that's the the heart the the bomber jackets the baggy jeans the timberlands and all of that you know that those kind of shoes it was fantastic the costume was good the music, I mean, you can't be a rap head and not love all the music and, and be happy to hear songs like, um, Boys in the Hood, you know, hear Snoop Dogg and Dr. J, you know, and you just begin to think like, this is the music that I love. This is music that hip hop is about. Great. Cinematography looked good. It really, really did look good. It was fantastic. The, the lighting was great. It was beautiful, appealing to the eye. Where it needed to be down, like when, easy he was sick the lighting dim. He, the, the lighting fits the mood of everything was just perfect that's my view the art direction oh my god there was this point where dr dre was listening to music right at the beginning he was listening to music and then he had all manners of those gramophone disc and all of that it was crazy i was like come on girl y'all they did really well and then um something i really loved i took so much was where the bloods and the creeps tied their bandanas together to unite against the police after rodney king had been killed and then the police officers were found not guilty in something that was obviously seen on video and all of that and we we, that happened when all those years ago and right now we are having same thing eric Ghana, tamir rice michael brown all of this happening and (laughs) but well we hope for the best for black people generally everywhere and um one of my favorite scenes also is when the nwa refused to be cowards to silence by the detroit police y'all know what the motherfucking police trying to tell us backstage they try to tell us what the fuck we can't put I love how you said you punk ass police over there at the backstage. It was crazy. I'm not against the police, but if the police is constantly used to institutionalize racism, then they need to be called out, and that's what fuck the police was about. <clears throat> My next favorite thing is when um, Eazy-E defined N.W.A. What does N.W.A. stand for, huh? No whites allowed? Something like that? <laughs> nah niggas with attitude i i mean like what was hella thinking like no whites allowed come on dude that was just lame but i loved i loved that definition it was was just good my third favorite scene from the film was when ice cube shaded the hell out of the reporter at his house and what's your relationship with the nation of islam they are my brothers You know what, that question right there proves to me what kind of an unprepared sandbag reporter you are. You talking to me like I'm some elected official, like I'm running for office. But I get it, that's your job, bigger the story, the bigger the check in your field of work. It's not your fault, I shouldn't blame you. What's your name, man? Brian. Eat a dick, Brian, get the fuck out of my house. Y'all done here like man i wonder i wonder i said over and over and over again and it was just like why (laughs) why? you know that was epic that was epic and it was important because a lot of these reporters especially if you're white no hating you know they don't do their research they always try to portray black people as bad people and i loved how ice cube called that reporter out like get the hell out of my house y'all ain't nobody got that time now to my least favorite scenes, and I have to put out this caveat. It wasn't because they were not well shot, but because the, the scenes themselves were so painful to me that they ignited crazy anger in me and crazy sadness. Uh, one of them is um, finding out is the was HIV positive. Ain't she going to say something? It's, what is it? A respiratory infection, pneumonia, or what? Yes. Well, um, it is those things and more, I'm afraid. We ran a full blood battery and uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Wright, but uh, you've tested positive for HIV. Get the fuck out of here. What, what? A normal T cell count is anywhere between 500 and 1500. Right now, your T cell count is 14. But I ain't no faggot. Uh, Mr. Wright, actually, um, the virus can be transmitted in quite a few ways, including unprotected heterosexual sex. It really hurt, you know? And all. Uh, even though he had all the women, and then if you go further, he says he's not like faggot, which is disrespectful. But that was what was done in those days. You know, a lot of people, a lot of rap artists wouldn't do that now against um homosexuals. But then it, it was important to put out the message that um, HIV was contracted from so many ways outside of the push-out that it was out of homosexuality so um another thing that i loved about that scene was it, it really hurt you know easy he brought it he brought it good and um my second least favorite thing was that uh where the black cop was showing up for his white cronies after messing up with the nwa when they were recording in some white neighborhood you got something Q. to say you you got something to say boy you Get inside let's get back to work you heard what your master said get inside like he said listen to what your master said boy i was like dude you crazy you are black you're freaking black how do you i was so pissed off at that and it's because it happens and like i said it's not because the scene was not well done if if anything the scene was well done but what he portrayed was something that got me so pissed off so generally, I think Straight Outta Compton was a biopic that was well done. It was so good. <clears throat> it was so good. I was more than willing to accept the fact that certain aspects of the rapper's lives were, um, you know, crazy, were thrown out were not put in the film and all of that it was so good you know straight out of compton is powerful because you get to the lives of these rappers who were brave enough to use their voices to question the status quo the same issues the nwa were rapping about the police brutality white privilege gangster living are still the issues that are happening right now there is still crazy br- brutality for most of the american black and brown people that by the police and we get to see it all the way in our corner of the world and it's crazy you know um if we see what's happening with tamir rice eric garner michael brown philando castile sandra bland people who were killed by the police internet the people globally found out that this was happening and what happened to the police officers nothing nothing the police officers are still doing their things living their normal lives you know (sighs) Judge Zimmerman is even out talking to people, having interviews, having fun. And people, you know, I'm just going to let it slide. But I just believe that their music was important and it shaped the way that a whole lot of us grew up and it shaped the world, basically. It shaped hip-hop. It, shaped, it was important. It was influential. It was great. And then this, their story needed to be told because beyond those epic moments where Dr. Dre was, you know, making the crazy beats. There was also something about Dr. Dre or something about Ice Cube or something about Eazy-E and every other person to understand their persons and you know, live with them. So how would I rate Straight out of Counting? I rated it a 9 out of 10. Why? Because it is good. I mean it's fantastic. It's great. It's such an awesome film. I think it should even get more than that but it's fantastic that's in my view that's what it is well what would you rate it though um do you think that it's a fantastic film does it live up to the hype and all of that if you do just share it in the comment section below let me know so um that's about it on the show today. Remember that you can select the movie for next week. I have a movie that I'm supposed to review. I haven't had time to do that, but, I'm good. but send in your reviews. I'll definitely get to them. Yeah, and we will review it for you, definitely. So um, that's about it on the show. <laughs> Listen to the end of this podcast to find out ways to contact us. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. on our various platforms. It's hugs and kisses from amart Bye, yeah that's a wrap on today's podcast if you like us then like us on facebook and linkedin at shades of us or you can follow us on twitter and instagram at shades of us Africa. drop us a comment or tweet at us about any songs or movies you think would make for a great review you could email shades of us africa at gmail.com or text to plus 234 905 912 7552 thanks for listening And we'll catch you later.